0: Lock Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Poolard and my guest today is Kevin McCashin, talk show host at Thirteen Hundred Talk Radio. And Kevin and I are gonna talk about planting trees in the city of Albany. Kevin, you know, it's it won't be too too far before petitions go out and you know everything's going to line up for city races nobody's paying attention right
1: well you have a hundred and five shooting victims i believe it's 14 homicides and oh uh you know it doesn't seem to be too much of a priority uh you know and obviously this is a this is the effect of um well it's sort of the the what they call the Ferguson effect where policing you know between the george floyd uh, uh, protests and riots and uh, the the uh the first street incident remember that we haven't seen much on the first street um, uh, po- you know the the police the clear, the, the, the lo- pretty clear case of them breaking up the house party. Uh, with some violence, you know, some unnecessary police violence for sure. Um, we haven't seen any report on that, you know. But the but the real thing is that the homicide, the uh, the the shooting numbers are almost on par with Chicago as far as if you divide it out either per capita or per hundred thousand. Um, and at some points in the summer, it was even in advance of Chicago, which has a population of two point seven million, but. If you take the uh, numbers by 200,000 or by 100,000 people, it, it was a, in, almost in line with that for the most part. And so uh, it's just funny to see them come out and uh, do this tree tree program, sponsoring a tree. You know, they're looking towards the Tui the Foundation. Uh, you know, Carl Tui, uh, these guys right. came out and donated $100,000 towards it. So they got their, their big-money Democrat donors out there to uh, sort of seed the trees. But here you're looking at one tree for $1,000, 12 trees for 10000 25 trees for 20000 and And uh, it's the tree, the planting of the tree, the uh, organization placard base placed at the base of the tree. So that's like how they're going to advertise it. And maintenance ca- and care for a three-year period. So here you're going to have subsidized trees. And obviously it's going to result in requiring more forestry services after that three-year period um, if the tree survives, right?
0: Now, do you think that uh, the mayor is doing this initiative to take the heat off of the more important issues? Well, I, you know, it, it'd be unfair
1: to say they can't do more than one thing at once. <laughs> it 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 gets couched as a, Wusu Anani, the councilman from where is he? The tenth ward or something like that. Right. It, you know, came out and said this is an equity issue. There is some science to that, where you know, tree-lined streets do look better. They also drop tree limbs on cars, causes legal issues. They also have to be maintained. But overall, uh, I can't. It's hard to fault them that much uh, with this. But who are you going to find to do this? So obviously, they're they're looking at outside. Try to get corporations to do this. I'm sure it's some sort of tax-deductible thing. Um, but uh, it's just funny to hear the term "urban forest." You know, uh, mm-hmm. on top of that, lack of real priorities in a in a rough-belt city that really needs blue-collar jobs. Right? Is the approval and the contracts for the Skyway, the, which is going to be the $15 million, uh, 787. Exit ramp turned into some sort of a park, and uh, that's – everything just gets the word equity after it, right? They just put the word equity after it, and it's it's good to go, you know? And so uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, what political challenge have we seen? Um, There is no opposition albany i loved seeing one council person vote against it and it was Derek johnson who said hey you're investing 15 million dollars in some highline rip-off you know they they had uh, famously in new york city they had the highline and it's a it's a beautiful thing because there aren't so many parks in new york city uh but this highline project 15 million dollar skyway project well what have you done for the south end what have you what are you really doing for west hill what are you really doing for parts of Arbor Hill? Uh, And so it, uh, Derek Johnson was the only opposing vote and he made that good political statement. And he seems like a sincere fellow, Um, you know, but the thing is, is what's going on, especially now in the uh, coronavirus world where there's no business anyway, and the big money is fleeing New York and it's not going to get better. uh, It's just, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like painting the outside of a Red X building. You know how the, once in a while they'll paint murals on the boards of the Red X buildings to make them look a little bit more pretty? pretty. At least they've done it in Troy. Mm-hmm. That's that's what this is. You know, you can't fault them for it, uh, you know, because trees are nice. Everybody likes trees. But at the same time, you know, it's no, it's it'll be fun to see the goal is in, in 25 trees by the year 2025. So that would put it in at unless people do larger numbers, 2025 times a thousand dollars is a two million dollar investment in trees by presumably the private sector. But they had Matthew Peter there from the Albany Parking Authority, so they're going to do some of their their little budget shenanigans. You know, the guy that makes 150 thousand plus he's on the county legislature and makes another 20 thousand there, 170 thousand dollar mid 30 year old who was uh, one of, uh, I think he was Kathy's chief of staff or, you know, whatever Brian Shea is or David Gallon is yep. now. So, you know, listen, cities are uh, places like this where it's one party rule. It's just all about how can we profit? You know, where are they buying the trees from? They're, that that That's a good question to ask and find out, you know, who's benefiting from, you know, what's the nursery in the city of Albany? You know, where are they going to buy mm-hmm. the trees from? So that'll be interesting to find out and see, as well as you know I'm gonna go back and look at who did the feasibility study on the uh on the skyway, and then it'll be interesting to see who gets the contract and all this stuff, you know, but these are gonna be more things that need to be maintained in the long term uh in a time when she's she's well, we know she's short twelve point five million she refuses to make twelve point five million in cuts each year. So she goes to the state begging and there's also obviously some sort of a deficit that we're going to have from having everything shut down and no sales tax revenue. So uh, this is a voluntary project, but to go ahead with the Skyway, which is going to require bonding and probably already has uh, is, is sort of irresponsible. I don't know. I mean, what's the message? If the Skyway serves, they're eliminating an exit ramp, a 787 exit ramp to an underserved neighborhood. Is it because the crime's so high that they don't want anybody to go there? Are they going <laughs> to eliminate the uh, exit ramp to Henry Johnson next? So, so none of the suburbanites who they try to attract to the restaurants on Lark Street, you know, uh, none of them are going to go there? Are they even going to have indoor dining? You know, what are the restaurants doing this year? You were able to eat on the sidewalk uh, on Lark Street, you know, mm-hmm. but it's small. You know, it's small on Lark Street. Uh, and, and and the cars wing through there and you get to breathe, you know, you get to breathe carbon monoxide from cars as you outdoor dine, you know, versus closing down the whole street. Maybe they should have closed down all of uh, large street or make it one lane or something like that to make more room. But the thing is, is now you have this uh, Cuomo's crazy restrictions um, and indoor dining is going to be 25%. Nobody's going to want to eat outside in the cold unless you put up big tents and right. propane heaters. Uh, You know, what are you going to do? And then overall, Mm -hmm. you know, the coronavirus, as much as people with pre-existing conditions and as they get older, should definitely worry about catching it because it is aggressive. It's highly transmissible. But the population of Albany, New York, I'm sorry, Albany County is 304,000 people. We've only had 134 coronavirus deaths since the beginning of the pandemic. And you know how some of those are mixed in with other causes and stuff like that. But, but to be mm-hmm. even just uh, to take the statistics in the Albany County Health Department's dashboard as, as fact, uh, you know, you realize just to see how overblown this thing is, even though it hit New York City really hard, 134 mm-hmm. deaths in all of Albany County, 329 hospitalizations since the beginning of the pandemic. That's all. And only eight people in the hospital now. Sort of overblown. You'd have to talk to the restaurateurs. 134 deaths since the beginning. Eight currently in the hospital. 329 ever hospitalized. 86 ever in the ICU unit, which usually leads to death. You know, you have, once you're in the ICU, you're on a ventilator. You only have a 30% chance of living. So they've really kind of gotten this thing under control. But at the same time, we see the other day that there's a alleged to be a 1,500-person dance competition or talent show at the Arbor Hill Sports Complex. The uh, Brian Shea, the city spokesman, the mayor's spokesman, said the city had nothing to do with it. By the Times Union story the next day, it's Kathy Sheehan was there at 2 p.m. and it didn't look so bad. And then yesterday, Kathy Sheehan gets interviewed again, and it was, yeah, we told the organizers to break it up. Meanwhile, they have the Albany Police Department. With a, you have 105 shootings, way above the norm. They're patrolling in the college areas to try to break up, and they're breaking up college parties, which can't be 50 or more people. But here it was, Kathy Sheehan attends an event with at least, at the time, 400 people, according to her own admission, and does nothing about it, you know? So it's, uh, it's just bad leadership. They look bad. They change their stories. So, yeah, to get a win for trees and get a, you know, Huey and those guys bought 25 trees, you know, congratulations. Who else is going to step up to buy trees in the middle of uh, the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression? I don't know.
0: They seem to think now, somebody. When you, when you um, do your show from 3 to 6 on Talk 1300 and people call in, what's the consensus on, you know, What's happening in Albany? Are a lot of people up in arms about it? Well, yeah. You know, I mean, that's sort of a biased
1: sampling because it's kind of right-wing talk radio. So they're, of course, going to be upset about it. But you have a lot of existing Democrats that are upset. Obviously, people don't like high crime. They're not happy with uh, with the bail reform legislation, which is putting people with guns Gun uh charges back out on the streets, so I think Hawkins, Chief Hawkins, and Kathy Sheen had to sort of admit that the bail reform isn't working in the sense of I get the equity part if Harvey Weinstein can be out on a million dollars bail, why can't uh, somebody uh resident of the West Hill and arbor Hill but they're they're <laughs> what they're doing is they're they have ankle bracelets, but they're continuing to commit crimes or they are absconding and they're not showing up for sentencing. So we see with the case of the uh, fellow who was one of the guys convict for the uh, shooting, which hit the three-year-old toddler, or, you know, the three-year-old child was sleeping in right. the daycare. Uh, and so the fellow who was convicted in February for that uh you know, crime, accidental crime, but at the same time, he's discharging a firearm in the city limits, right? Um, so the shooting of the three-year-old, the, the, the kid who did that was uh, about 16 years old, I believe. Uh, and so he was, this is due to bail reform. He was convicted in February. The sentencing was delayed, Okay. The sentencing was delayed till April. He doesn't show up for the sentencing. They don't issue a bench warrant till May. By June, he's been involved in other shootings, including two, which are charged as attempted homicides, and the one homicide, uh, which happened in front of the Board of Elections uh, at 1.30 in the afternoon on South Pearl Street across from the uh, city mission. And Mm -hmm. so... This is, you know, whether it's probation wasn't following up to make sure he's at home or whether it's impossible for to keep to monitor with these people uh, out on the no cash bail before they're sentencing. But what sort of a 16 or 17 year old would show back up when he's facing 10 years in prison, a 10 year prison sentence in April? He's right. not going to show
0: back up <laughs> in court for that. Come on. You know, be, Now, so what do you think? Ahead. What, what, why do you think that uh, violence is on the rise in Albany? I'm sure Albany's, you know, a microcosm of other places. I'm sure the other big cities have seen the rise in violence. You think yeah. it's because of the pandemic? No, I think it's it's. Uh... You know, that would well,
1: the pandemic is why the probation departments weren't doing the home visits and 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 the uh, parole and probation haven't been doing stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. probably also a reluctance to put people in jail, although the bail reform, I think it kind of limits what the judges can do. But at the same time, I think it's just uh, a lack of opportunity. Uh, uh, It is from a degree of inequality. You know, where people view, uh, you know, they want a material lifestyle and they aren't going to do work to get it. They're going to be involved in drugs and gangs. And some of it is a lack of, uh, you know, resolving conflicts. You know, if you do have a handgun, uh, you know, you're not going to use your fists, I guess. It seems to be the narrative that they're pushing. Um, It's hard to prove. But they monitor Facebook a lot and can see pretty much when these things are going to get close to happening. You know, it's almost impossible to prevent, but it's a back and forth thing. You know, little minor gangs or or groups of criminals uh, against other groups of criminals. I mean, there's definitely gangs. They're not maybe they're loosely affiliated with the Bloods or the Crips or somebody, but they're smaller ones. And you know, we see them in Troy. We've seen them in Troy for years. But it's it's small group family businesses. They're drug dealers. You know,
0: and so it they fight not- over them. There was an article in uh, the Times Union on Sunday that kind of outlined what the grim reality of being poor and black in the city of Albany was. Did you see that?
1: Well, what what was it? Well, give me the, the lowdown. It oh, was, yeah, the front it page. Was, Sorry, you mean.
0: It was, on, it was in Sunday's paper on the front page, and it and talked about You know, the great reality. It's pretty sad. And when you look at that, you wonder, you know, there's nothing being addressed. You know, there's nothing being addressed by the mayor. There's nothing being addressed by the black council members. Would
1: you agree? Well, they certainly aren't vocal or visible. You know, they don't seem... They don't seem to be vocal or visible on it. You know, maybe they are that when we just don't know about it, but we see a Wusu and Ani out there all the time on stuff, but we don't see anybody else bringing any, bringing any, doing anything, really any leadership. You don't see any big employers coming in. That's a bigger New York state problem, but without that opportunity, and now you're going to see more and more kids dropping out of school because this homeschool thing's not going to work. So it's going to continue to be a mess. I mean, Listen, they already don't graduate thirty-five percent of the kids that or you know between thirty-five and forty percent at Albany High School. So what hope is there for? They're not getting. They're not going to flip burgers.
0: I thought it was close to the fifty percent. Yeah, well, it was. They were only
1: graduating fifty-five at one time. I think they got it up to about sixty-two. But you know, they lower standards. They play games. You know, it's not. It's it's the families are destroyed you know somehow these people are surviving but at the same time uh you know it's uh it's fascinating to watch i guess but yeah the grim reality is you don't have you know it was it was voted uh it was measured as one of the lowest youth opportunity places in the country and that was NPR
0: had that story and they acted like they were doing something yeah you you and i had talked about that before but let's get back to the $12.5 million. That's going to really be interesting this year because Cuomo doesn't have the money to give the city of Albany, $2.5 million. So what do you foresee?
1: Well, I think they'll do a federal bailout. You know, I don't think they'll let them sink that much, but maybe not. I mean, it would be – you would foresee a lot of cuts. Uh, you know, you'd know, you have to make a lot of cuts and cut a lot of services. We already saw it. DGS not doing much this summer. I mean, it took it took months for to to uh, took somebody uh, sending me pictures, and then I went down. and got pictures of the city court. I mean, they weren't even trimming the weeds in front of city court. They had they were almost like trees in the planter beds. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that's that shows you the disinvestment and the, and the just the the lackadaisical thing. You got some DGS guy from Jersey working for you. He's not even local, and so. This is Kathy with her outsiders, you know. Uh, Albany is 116 million in debt now. They, uh, you know, the, the uh, they haven't really done much bigger borrowing lately. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see where the budget winds up and how much aid, yeah, how much aid they have for that 12 million. Mm-hmm. It's a great wow. point.
0: It's going to be pretty. Pretty interesting to see what happens because 12.5 million has been, you know, talked about every year. Every year, you know, she goes with a little tin cup to the governor. And, you know, the other thing that interests me is the fact that, you know, New York State is in dire fiscal needs, but, you know, he's keeping. All of the uh, state workers working at home. Do you think that that's feasible?
1: Well, I think uh, you know it, it, they probably weren't productive in the office, and they're probably not productive at home. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard to say. You know, the, the big thing is is what are the tax increases going to look like in budget season? You know, right? What are they going to look like? So the uh, the the other interesting thing is you have the uh yeah you're getting you're getting the state payments yeah the state payments are still budgeted to come no matter what public lands law mm-hmm. so what it is the public lands law the state makes annual payments to the city re- with respect to the Empire State Plaza complex which is 15 million but i think then there's still short 12.5 million so the the budget season usually starts in october and ends by the first week in december so this right. is when it's going to get real interesting to see where we are and, and what we're going to do, you know, as far as that goes. And are they going to defund the police more? You know, what are, what are they going to do with that? What mm-hmm. are they going to cut? I mean, they that was what the, they had this big Black Lives Matter banner up there. There's one of their stated goals is to defund police. You know, so how are they going to reimagine that? And are people going to put up with Do people even care that one hundred and five people are shot? Because they're in that same minority community. Do they really care? They've only solved two or three of them. You Mm. know, they can always get the domestic stuff because the person knows who did it, but this random stuff or the uh, gang-involved stuff, it's hard to get people to cooperate even when they're shot. You know, there's so so
0: much focus focus on the, the national news with you know the election and now the supreme court and yeah. do you think the local people are kind of happy about this so that they could do their thing and not really be scrutinized for it well you
1: see, I think you see it in the in the local journalism i mean local journalism is suffering anyways because you have a lot of you have a lot of turnover a lot of young reporters that don't know much history um Boy, that's tough. You know, I think, yeah, they're, they get it, but, you know, how are you going to hide from having to do a 30%, 40 50% tax increase? I can't even imagine what it's going to be. It's going to be pretty wild. You know, but, but, but
0: they... But there, there's so many businesses that are not doing well. Yeah. You can't get blood out of a stone, can you, Kevin?
1: No, you can't.
0: And the other big thing what? is you have a moratorium
1: on foreclosures, so you're going to have... You know, you have people that aren't paying rent, which means landlords aren't paying the bank, which means they're right. also not going to be able to pay taxes. Right. Schenectady had issued Schenectady issued $7 million in what they call tax anticipation notes. So, in other words, they, they say, okay, we're going to have $7 million, or at least safely we say we got $7 million coming in in a year or six months or whatever, short-term loan. Can we get a loan against that so we can maintain our operating costs? So that was the first in 10 years for the Schenectady uh, city of Schenectady to do. I haven't seen anything like that. I try to look at all these bonding uh, projects and what they're spending money on. You know, you can, they're hard to find. You got to go to, uh, you know, where they do the bond auctions and then they have 111 page statements on really the fiscal health of the city. And a lot of it gets into what they've borrowed money for and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, how much indebtedness the school district has, how much indebted, you know, how much of that overlaps. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how much more they can borrow. And you, you really start to see all the money that Wall Street makes on municipal bonding with all the interest in these long-term uh, bonds. Mm-hmm. And all these guys say, right. well, it's cheap to borrow money. But it's not. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. it, it's a cost.
0: And so uh, it's pretty wild. So you're on from from three to six every day on talk 1300 and you stream live over the internet. Tell me why it's so much fun to do your show. Well, because, uh, because they
1: let me do whatever I want. (laughs) I can do anything except criticize sponsors, of course. And, uh, you really kind of, you, you just, uh, whether it's national or local, it depends on the news day, you know, and then we take calls and try to get people to, to talk up but even that people aren't talking up as much as they used to you know and uh but everybody listens all the police listen all the politicians listen they have to monitor it and uh we really have uh you know the other day trying to break a story on albany county paying out a ninety five thousand dollar settlement i got wind of the settlement that they did for this mm-hmm. lawsuit a whistleblower lawsuit where she said mm-hmm. uh Carry kressler said There was political retribution against her because she participated in a time and uh, timesheet audit with the county comptroller, Mike Connors. And so Mm -hmm. she sued because she said that they penalized her job and her and they just paid her off ninety five thousand dollars. And they did it through what's called a contract, uh, either a contract authorization board or something like that, a three person Mm -hmm. vote instead of going straight through the county legislature. So the, the the task is that uh, to monitor the agenda and see what they're actually doing by reading the agenda of the Albany Common Council or reading the agenda of the Albany uh, County Legislature. But then to know all these other boards and what projects are being put through planning and who's going to benefit from a fifteen million dollars skyway, you know. And so, uh, and who benefits from you know putting in bike lanes and. Who you know and and so you're putting your focus on bike lanes and trees, but you have 105 people shot and 14 homicides. You know. So we
0: have and, about 30 seconds left. If you want to make a guess, who do you think is going to challenge Kathy Sheehan? Oh, I don't even know. Who are you hearing? I,
1: I don't know. You know, the, she's on this sort of she's on the sort of uh, side of the Democrats, and then you have the more conservative side with uh, Jack Flynn and Dan McCoy and Sheriff Apple. And mm-hmm. you would think somebody, because in the DA race, you had Sheehan supporting Toporowski, but yeah. Soros being supported by the more conservative wing. And it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see if, if there's a split or if there's a primary challenge or if Kathy just walks away. You know, it's been, she's mm-hmm. been in politics all this time. And it wasn't until uh, I sat down and did the research to find out about the, the 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 one point the house valued at one point three million dollars that she owns on Martha's Vineyard, you know this mm-hmm. is how uh, this is how lame the media and the journalists are in the capital district. All this time, could you imagine if a Republican uh, to Tunjan or Steve McLaughlin had a house valued at one point three million on Martha's Vineyard, it would be included in every editorial. And here we go; mm-hmm. she's got a, a five. Katama Drive in Edgertown, Massachusetts purchased in uh you know her uh, Robert J. Sheehan and Catherine Sheehan purchased for uh about nine hundred thousand in uh the year what year was this in yeah purchased for nine hundred thousand
0: in the year two thousand
1: four
0: well, Kevin, yeah. our time is up for today, so we're gonna, you and I are gonna have fun as the um, mayors and, and citywide races evolve. So uh, I'm sure you wouldn't mind coming back and focus on Albany. So yeah, we need to get into it. Ke- Kevin McCashen, who's on Talk 1300 and a you stream live. I'm Cynthia yep. Pooler. This is Focus on Albany, and if you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Kevin. Have a great day. Thank you, you everybody. Too, Bye-bye.